Welcome to Breakthrough the Ordinary. You know you desire a more impactful, connected, extraordinary life. That's why we are here to bring you stories from transformational leaders, healers, and entrepreneurs who found themselves trapped in the ordinary and are now living their most extraordinary life because of a breakthrough moment. Together, we will provide world-class tips and tools enabling you to live a life purposely, aligning your heart and soul, because we believe no one should be imprisoned by their past. We are your hosts, Mark and Claudine Chimante, a sibling duo who transformed from an ordinary life of disconnection and loneliness to a life of purpose, love, and passion. We use our expertise, our trainings, and experience to inspire others to live an extraordinary life so they can create intimate, thriving relationships that ripple throughout the world. This podcast is only the tip of the iceberg of what is possible. If you want to dive deeper into our systems and break through the endless patterns of settling for crumbs, contact us at the BTO podcast at gmail.com. Today on this episode of Breakthrough the Ordinary Podcast, our guest is Marina, who is a compassionate somatic coach working with people who want to experience more aliveness and deep transformation through a somatic body-based approach addressing their stuckness triggers and regulating their nervous system. Mm-hmm. Great topic and wonderful to have you here. Yes. Thank you. And for those who are not following you on Instagram, they should. You put valuable information out there for free. And I think that's such a source of healing and generosity on your part. And that'll all be in the show notes for everybody. Yes. So we always start our podcasts off with asking about some personal breakthroughs. Um, So my first question to you is, can you share in your words, what was a personal breakthrough that you had that had you go from an ordinary to the extraordinary life that you're now living in, in service? Well, it's funny. I mean, I mentioned to both of you why it was late today, which is that I was stuck in Jerusalem traffic. And when I was 17 years old, it was the first time I actually was already living in the U.S., but it was the first time that I ever met Palestinians. And that was a big breakthrough because it was so mind-blowing and so new to me as an Israeli who grew up here like her whole life and just really knew one story, one narrative to meet someone else, you know, other perspectives and to really learn like, oh, we don't all agree on everything and that's okay. We also see reality different ways. So that was really, really big. And I guess I'm thinking about it now because I'm here now. So (laughs) it's probably why. I really appreciate you sharing. I think everyone gets to see that there's an expansion when you have other perspectives, what that opens up for you and that space. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think when there's conflict, right, I recently listened to someone talking about conflict and it was so fascinating. How can we be with all parts during conflict, like all perspectives, all stories and all parts of us that are coming up during conflicts It's really, really tricky, but it's really powerful when we learn how to do that. Oh, yeah. Conflict brings every side. The ego wants to fight and defend or run. And, uh, you know, it's all and you're mixing and trying to understand somebody else and listen. And I mean, it can be very intense. But yes, uh, wonderful for sharing that. Thank you. Taking it a little bit further. So what do you think others, in your words, need to break through to get to their extraordinary life? Um, Definitely connecting to the body. I mean, that's, that's what I do. But that was, I guess maybe the second thing I would say, which probably is one of the biggest things I've ever done is move from thinking to being in the body. I was just actually with a friend and she's like, I'm so stuck in my life. And I just keep going in these loops and circles about what I should do and like the practical things and, 
you know, just, I should do this and this and this. And I just told her, how about if when you have those loops, you just pause and tell yourself, I am just stuck right now. That's it. I'm just stuck. And I think that's kind of the way to break that cycle. And then I didn't have time to, but maybe next time I see her, I would say like going into the body and and really connecting to your sensations, your emotions, what's going on in your body, because we're so focused on thinking all the time. And thoughts are very helpful to us in certain situations. But when we are under stress, they are not actually because we are operating from this nervous system state of stuckness. And so if we go into the body and we regulate our nervous system, after that, we can access all of the genius of the brain. I just had an image is like we're all bodies outside of our bodies. We're like walking around as bodies and we're actually outside our bodies mm-hmm. instead of coming in and being okay inside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I'm so appreciative that you speak about that because I think this is a, a a newer topic, right? We've we've somatic coaching has found its place at at the table, in my opinion, in these past two, three years particularly. Can you speak into that so we can broaden that topic a little bit more, especially, right, we're talking about presence and embodiment. So you, you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I found it within the last three years, I would say. And I was always, I was kind of in the coaching world, in the self-development world. And we're really taught to use the mind, to use mindset techniques, to overcome limiting beliefs through the mind. And I just found myself very stuck trying to do that. So I ended up looking for a therapist that works within the body. And that was just like an intuitive thing. I had no idea that such a thing existed. And I was referred to my last therapist that I worked with for three years. And she started working with me within the body. And it's so fascinating because I have like one big, big, big trauma that I went through in my teenage years. That I was always very focused on as like the thing to work on. And if I work on this thing, then like everything will fall into place. And I used to see trauma as like that, like very extreme events. But during this time, I realized that actually so many other, you know, what they call little traumas, but they're not really little. And my life have like even a bigger hold than that one. And Also, because it was in my teenage years, there was a lot that happened before, you know, when I was, even when I was, my mom was pregnant with me, like there were so many things that happened that we can actually access through the body because we don't have the memory of it. We can't explain it in words. And when we're infants and things happen, like, for example, my mom left, I think like six or seven times when I was little to do her exams for school. And that had such a big impact on me that I can still feel in my body, but I can't really explain it or talk about it. So that's why I think somatic work, which is all body-based, is so powerful. Can we open that a little bit more, right? So as a therapist and a coach myself, right, I, I think there's some people when I still work with them when I'm like, well, let's let's go present. Let's put your hand on your chest at this particular time or where do you feel that in your body? And a lot of people, right, throat, what's not expressed, the stomach, the tightness root chakra, right? Being grounded. So when we say work on the body or go in the body, can you speak what that really looks like in terms of working with a client so that people can have a, a better understanding? Yeah, I think we all probably use different methods in the somatic world. So 
um, which is really fascinating. I mean, I've worked with different practitioners and everyone kind of uses different ways. And um, I studied through the Embody Lab. So that was a whole bunch of different somatic therapists and coaches and everyone had different methods, which was really cool. But essentially, it's really I kind of test in the beginning, like how connected is someone to their body? So I would ask, you know, if they're like, I had a terrible day and they go into details and I would say, how do you know that in your body? And they might tell me right away, like they might tell me my chest is getting tight. My breath is getting shorter. I feel hot, you know, like different sensations. I feel sadness in my chest. It feels like something pressing down. And other people would say, I don't know, what are you talking about? So that's kind of like a clue, because for me, I remember for many years, I had no idea what that even meant. And I was very disconnected from my body. And within 10 minutes of trying to describe what's happening, I would actually fall asleep because I would experience association from my body and, you know, the freeze response like right away. So I I kind of like test that out to see how connected people are. And then using different techniques, I love somatic experiencing. So I love techniques like pendulation, which is where you go between a constriction and an expansion in the body. And you really focus your attention on that area in the body that's open and then the area that's constricted and you go back and forth. And that's kind of like training the nervous system to be like a pendulum between the different states. So I really love that. Um, But really, essentially, it's like, how can we stay grounded and feel an emotion actually in the body, not just like, I believe I'm sad, because this sounds like a sad thing that (laughs) happened, (laughs) which Uh, was me, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I should be sad now, right? So I think that's what's happening. And when people say, I think, that's also like, kind of paying attention to that, when people can really feel an emotion and move through it in the body, and it's like a wave, it goes up, it gets intense, and it goes down. And then there's a relief that's really, I think that's the most important piece of healing. But there's like so much to build up to getting there. Because I usually work with a lot of people who struggle with emotions, because that was me. So Mm -hmm. that's a big piece of it. Great. You found your space, your place. I remember uh, in my 20s going to, uh, I didn't realize it was embodied or somatic, but it was always taking me into the body and the exhaustion and the places I didn't even know and just try and put a color or anything to it just to connect. I I think this is a really important conversation, not just because the three years somatic has come to the forefront, is that we dismiss little trauma. People don't even like that word for those things. It, it's been a, we've been in a society where anything small like that doesn't exist. Oh, I had a great life. I had a great, not realizing that all along you were, you were disconnecting in a way. It doesn't mean in the outside, you could look successful. You could, you know, have a normal looking life, but what's going on inside you or the disconnection or what your relationships or whatever are happening. So do you take this also into relationship into couples coming together or you just do work with individuals and how does that look if you do i don't work with couples now but it's interesting i i I mean every person that comes to me always like reflects and maybe you guys experience this too like they reflect your own journey and i feel like for me i had to learn my own self-regulation for a really 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 long time before i was able to even address relationships and that's the space where i'm at now is like 
my partner and I, we've been together for 11 years. We're working with the coach. So we're both like, we're really learning how to regulate ourselves within a conflict or, you know, something that arises in the relationship, which is so much harder than if like something happens and I'm just by myself. (laughs) You probably know it's like, it's so much more triggering. So people are starting, you know, I I talk about relationships with people, of course, but like the issues of boundaries and people pleasing and all these things are starting to come a lot into my coaching too. I just want to say for people who are listening, but if you're watching it on video, there's a regulator right here. Our little puppy is is sitting on my sister's lap. Perfect regulator. <laughs> oh, you guys are brother and sister. I yes. love yeah. that. That's yes, so cool. Yeah. I have my kitty behind me, so that's <laughs> Oh, you traveled across the country with your your cat. Oh my god. Yeah. Regulator. Well, she- Totally. Actually, yeah, she's like, I feel a little guilty because I kind of feel like she absorbed a lot of my PTSD that I had um, earlier in life. And now I take care of her. But she was born in Jerusalem, flew to San Diego, and then we were like, we're going to come back. So we took her here again. And then we're flying her to Costa Rica, where we're going to be for the next year. So. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, you know, we're using this word regulate and you've already talked about some of the, the techniques and again, I, I, and you've also used the word freeze. So, right. If, again, if we can just how we can give this information to our listeners, right. So they understand that there's these different, I'll, I'll, I'll use the word trauma response as a therapist, right. That, you know, some people use a polyvagal, right. We're, we're in the, you know, in the ventricle and the sympathetic and then in the dorsal. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but understanding there's trauma response, fight, flight, freeze, and there's groundedness, as you said, right? That that place, the ventricle place. Is that the, the approach that you do? If you could just explain that to the listeners. Yeah, I like to. And this kind of came once through a client session where I was like, a client of mine was really struggling with anxiety. I was like, why do I have to go through this? Like this sucks. And I said, well, there's a really good reason why if you were sitting on your couch and there was a burglar that came, you would want to be anxious about it, right? You wouldn't want to just like sit there and just be calm, right? So that's why we have the fight or flee. Like we want to fight or flee. Then let's say the burglar was really strong or you felt like I can't go anywhere and I cannot fight this person. That's where you go into the freeze state, which is where you numb out. And it's a really powerful defense because you literally don't feel it if you die. So it's like a feigning of death, essentially. And a really big piece that I had to learn that I teach my clients is like, you need these states. You don't want to get rid of them. And you also don't want to, you know, kind of criticize yourself or get upset about getting into these states that are not, don't feel grounded. What you do want to learn is how to kind of shift through them more smoothly into regulation, into being present with your emotions, present with your experience. And it's kind of like observing them rather than just feeling like, well, this is all there is. And it's always, always going to be here forever. And I love that you said trauma response. I like to use that too, actually, because for me, it's so helpful to know when I get really confused and not, I don't mean like, oh, I'm confused about what word this is, but more like about my life. Like I'm really confused. What should I do? How should I act? Or I'm also confused about like, 
what is my intuition saying? And is it intuition? Or when I get just kind of this like frazzled feeling, that's just one example of a trauma response. And when I know that, when I tell myself like, oh, hey, wait, you're in a trauma response, then I know, okay, the course of action is not to be thinking right now. It's just to downregulate or upregulate. It's just to ground myself. It's not really to solve this thing. I will solve it in a moment because everything I'm thinking right now doesn't make any sense. It's very catastrophic and it's not helpful. Thank you for sharing that because I, I think people really do want to think their way out of it. And our capacity cognitively is like, and people still want to stay. I, I can figure my way out, but that too is a trauma response. <laughs> like I can figure this out. And it's a loop because I, I heard you use like a, the stuckness, like you said, like for your clients, for yourself. And it does create a stuckness because we're like a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. And then we beat ourselves up and it all just compounds and builds and builds. So for our listeners that may not be working with somebody, is there some techniques or tools you could share that they could do just right now on a regular basis or, or you know, if they're starting to feel something? Yeah, it's definitely to just, this is how I started every single day, start with one minute and then grow it, just connecting to your body. So like you said, the color and the shape, it's like scan your body for sensation inside. So like your throat, chest and belly are the biggest kind of areas of sensations internally. And then just notice and really focus, like take your time, focus and notice, does it feel like expansion? Does it feel like contraction? Is there a color? Is there a shape? And really build that muscle, you know, because for a lot of people that have had a very serious, intense trauma, it feels really overwhelming, even one minute. So like, don't push yourself at all. This is not about pushing if you can do it for one second, great. Just noticing your body and really growing that connection, that's huge. I like that. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And I, I know that you call yourself this, you know, compassionate somatic coach. And I hear that really loud and clear, this, this place of allowance, not the pushing, right? To have a certain gentleness with ourselves and in, in, in our body, in our narrative also. Yeah, we're probably going to talk about the same thing. I think it helps to regulate because when we're pushing, it's essentially like we get into a place of anxiety or fear about something, and then we're pushing ourselves through it. Like so many of my clients, they're like, I'm in total shutdown. And I'm like, okay, let's trace this back. Tell me about your week. What happened? And they're like, oh yeah, this thing happened and this and this and this and like a million things. And they're like, but it wasn't a big deal, you know, whatever. And I tell them, yeah, of course, it was a big deal for your system, for your body, which you completely bypassed with your mind to say it wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal for your body. And you pushed yourself through it to the point of freeze. So of course, you feel stuck. So it's really like meeting yourself every single time, every little, you know, anxious, scary moment and like acknowledging my body feels super scared right now. It feels like there's a burglar. <laughs> That's what it feels like, even if there isn't. And so what can I do to ground when it's like a level two anxiety, not a level 10, because level 10 goes into the freeze and that's pretty hard to come out of. In your professional opinion, we've often had some guests on and Mark and I have some beliefs, right? You could say love or fear, or I have been more embracing love and grief. <laughs> yes. Right. Because this moment is over. I'm in a new moment with you. I'm in a new breath. 
And the traumas, little traumas, little big traumas also have grief to them, right? Those, those moments are over and now we're, they're ours. <laughs> so I was just kind of curious, you know, in, in, in how you experience grief or coach into grief that may come that, you know, and where you find your clients patterns, maybe even love. I'd love to know your, your, even your feelings of where that, that may be. Yeah, I love that question. And I believe that that's kind of like the distinction when we make decisions, because love is like intuition to me. And it's like more from your heart, it's being connected. And fear specifically is more the trauma response. So and, you know, in the coaching industry, there's this whole thing about like the bad emotions and the good emotions, which I don't like, because I think all emotions are good. Um, it's just kind of infor- information, right? It's like, oh, I have a fear here, then I want to explore it because it's connected to something earlier. And that's the information. But with regards to grief, one of my clients actually said something so powerful. He said, and I think it's so true. He said that grief is like what helps us kind of move through the stages of life. And it's how we move from the childhood trauma into being like integrated adults. And I think that's so true. And actually this year I went through like months of grieving, just grieving what I did not receive as a child. And it was so hard. I remember feeling like, what is happening? Am I going to feel this way forever? Like this is insane, but it was almost like an awakening kind of that I had around it and just letting myself feel it every day, every day, little by little. And after that, so many like positive emotions came and positive shifts in my life. So I think grief is so important and it's really softening into you know, what didn't you receive that you wanted to in that moment, in that time period? of your life. And so you can kind of release it, like integrate the lessons into your life rather than having it be creating a trauma response in your life. Mm, thank you. Can you follow up on that? Yeah. I also notice a ring on your finger. And since I yes. do follow you, so congratulations on getting married. Was that part of We actually got married so long ago, seven oh. years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know why it's something yeah, on social media. I thought it was more recent. No, I think it's, I think you're onto so- something actually, because we recently started working with an amazing couples coach. And through that process, I found like all of my kind of resistance to surrendering in a relationship and just like receiving. And I also had recently, very recently, had a session with Mark Woolen. I don't know if you know who that is. He's amazing. He talks about inherited family trauma. And he told me that because my mother left all those times, and also my mother was supposed to abort me, it's this whole like super crazy story. But essentially, he told me that I really struggle with receiving nurturance, like actually taking it in. Um, and I can feel like it's too much, like connection feels overwhelming, which is very, very true. And so that's kind of like, our coach tells us that we're kind of killing our 11 year relationship and marriage, because we're in like going into a new phase together. So that's, it's tricky, very, very tricky to do that. But that's kind of what we're doing. Because we met when we were 23, we were so young. 
So we're like going into this new phase and we actually want to have a new wedding at some point. So you're right. Um, to just kind of celebrate, like we're doing a lot of work together and we're really like growing into, you know, each person regulating themselves and how we can be as a couple and how we can communicate and also how he can be more present and I can receive more. So we're each oh. learning that. Wow. That is juicy yeah. stuff that we all get to be, right? It, the surrender into our feminine energy and, you know, and, and that presence as well as the masculine being present to their groundedness and their mountain. Whoa. I just love that your your willingness to continue to open and change and grow. We, you know, we talk about that in relationships a lot is that keep it new, fresh, open, be willing, curious. And you, you two are doing that, embodying that. So it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's w- really wonderful to see. You know, we have a few minutes left, and we wanted you to share any last golden nuggets, wisdom that you would like to share with. You've given us a lot already, that whole embodiment and really feeling. And I just want to share that piece of grief because I, I do believe people think they're going to be consumed by it, especially as a man. I know I've experienced that. And, and yet that is the place of growth to allow because. Really, life is changing all the time. There's a piece of grief of losing and letting go all the time. And we, it's not consuming. It's actually freeing. It's held in the body. It is. It tightens us. It keeps us separate. And the grief kind of actually opens us up to the softness and the grace of life. So anyway, last nuggets because enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure we could talk for hours. I'm leaving it up to you. I love that, Mark. Well, I'll say that for me, it's very difficult to well it's it's getting easier but it's been historically difficult to feel feelings because I grew up in a family that never taught that so grief was like a totally it kind of felt like a luxury for a long time even with my therapist I would be like my grandma would just make a face and be like what are you doing with your time right now but something that always helped me is breath work Um, doing breath work to release emotion, to release grief. So if anyone struggles with that, that's one. There's many techniques. I also have an online course where I teach these things. But breath work, three-part breath has really, really, really helped me to process grief. But I I really love what you shared about that. We both agree in breath work. So thank you. Yes, Gateway. Gateway to our spirit, soul, our emotions, our body. Mm -hmm. Because breath is our core to life. I mean, the breathe is to bring life yeah yeah thank you it's been fantastic to to connect with you i thank you for the wisdom you you put out there and what you share it's a pleasure and an honor to connect with you today the work you do in the world yes Mm. thank you thank you yes i loved it yes much peace and safe travels and what an adventure a year in costa rica Rica. oh wonderful mm, (laughs) (laughs) thank you take care thank you for listening to this episode Our intention is that you take these tools to break through any limitation holding you back from living your extraordinary life. If you'd like to learn more about our group and individual coaching, contact us at thebtopodcast at gmail.com. Please support us and the podcast by following us and leaving a rating or review. To catch all the latest, follow us at the BTO Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.